Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. You're listening to Comedy Central. Oh, man. What's wrong with you? Every now and then, Jacqueline, there's there's one of these that you hate to do, you know? Because it's somebody you'd hoped better for. You expect it better from them. Now hiring. The state of New York is looking for a governor. (laughs) (laughs) After Governor Andrew Cuomo resigned from mounting pressures from repeated allegations of sexual harassment. (laughs) Boy, what a difference a year makes, huh? You know, he mm. talked about this. He was trying to make himself look presidential, but New York isn't hiring, Roy. Oh, is Do they have a governor? Yes. I'm sure they have some interim. Katie. Okay. Oh, they, yeah, they had to replace him. But yeah, you better replace him the with a woman. Governor, right? <laughs> the lieutenant governor. The lieutenant governor is now the governor. <laughs> okay. Well, then now hiring. Lieutenant governor. I don't oh. know how the succession of power goes like i don't know who moves does a motherfucker from the dmv get promoted to lieutenant governor speaker of the house goes up but i don't know speaker of the house yes speaker of the house yes (laughs) i work at the daily show did i mention that i mean it could have been it could have been a guy at a you know port authority either way somebody got a job said governor cuomo quote i do hug and kiss people casually women and men i've done it all my life in my mind, I never crossed the line with anyone, but I didn't realize the extent to which the line had been redrawn. There are generational and cultural shifts that I just didn't fully appreciate. So he didn't call Clinton before any of this happened, but okay. None of my business. Ooh, JG. Woo! Off the top rope. My name is Roy. This is my job fair. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Ralph the third, Sir Ralph. Happy middle of the month of August to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Winding down. Hang in there, Ralph. I see the stress in your face. Them kids will be back to school in about two more weeks, brother. You can't come fast enough. You cannot come fast enough. Wonderful white blood cells of the show. Her name is Jack. Well, then we call her JG. JG, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm well, thank you. 
Have you ever resigned from a job, Jackie? Man, I have quit plenty of jobs. Not quit. Not like some ghetto fire, just walk out the door. Fuck y'all then. I'm talking about like a <laughs> proper letter. Yeah. Like, not like because of scandal, like Cuomo. I'm not asking you if you've ever been caught up in a scandal, but like, have you ever just said, hey, look, I'm done. I turned in a resignation. They gave it back to me. And I was so young, I didn't know that I still had to come back to work. I'm so serious. Hang on, wait, break that down. So I was working in government. I went to my supervisor and I said, this is no longer working for me. One of my colleagues is just an awful woman. Here's my resignation. It was on a Friday. I figured I'd just be done. End of week, so on. And he said, no, you have to come back Monday. You can't let something like this make you walk out the door. But I was like, it would make me happy. He's like, nope, I'll see you Monday. And I came back to work. That's some pimp shit. Like, they just tricked your ass. <laughs> I was working in government. I was young, all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, knowing I'm going to change the world or whatever. I, I understand what they were trying to tell you, though, is that there's going to be asshole co-workers no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. So soldier through. This is your first barrier that you need to... You know, first hurdle. Don't give up. Whatever. That's that's what it was. That's pretty dope. That's pretty. I dope. think that's how they framed it. I think they still played your ass. I think so too. When I look back on it, that's exactly how they framed it, and they they did. But I I went through it, and I worked in government for almost ten years. So being that you've worked in government and higher education, you've worked in what I consider to be more buttoned down workplaces than me in third. So. If your motherfucking supervisor has put in for 14-day resignation because he be grabbing women on the ass and be grabbing the memory glands, I'm trying to be respectful. Do you still want to see him for them other 13 days? Because Cuomo's resignation is active. Mm -hmm. It was a 14-day resignation. We're pretty much halfway. I think we're near the end of it now. But do you want the person who was resigned to still hang around. I feel like that's the awkward part of resigning is that everybody know you leaving and then nobody trusts you. Well, it's also the separation of your personal stuff versus the city stuff. I've seen elected officials who've had to move on. If they didn't go straight to jail, they had to just move on. And they had to separate all of these pictures and awards. Some of this stuff has to stay with the government. Some of this stuff can go with them. It's just a separation of things. I don't think he will actually show up. It'll just be a member of his or his team. Plus, well, the way know. the HR plays him, man. You know, there's always the legal aspect. I tried to resign once, and they had to let me know that since you was part of a union, you just couldn't walk. Mm. And they had to, they had stuff in place so that if you tried to walk, you got a uh, severance package instead of just walking and getting nothing. But that was because people were involved. There's all kind of legalities involved, is what I'm trying to say. Like, he might, he might have vacation days and just came in to do the press conference. Hey, they'll pay you out the door. You know these cats, bro. You know he's getting that money. He's still in New York. He's going to get paid out the door. He's going to take paid time off and then resign. That's what they do. What if Cuomo came on and was like, in lieu of these allegations, I will be taking a vacation? And then, like, four weeks from now, I quit, motherfuckers. Sorry about that. Just had to get my vacation. Because, you know, some jobs, you resign, you forfeit PTO, That's depending right. on the situation. That's right. So... I, I'm trying to think of any time that I formally resigned, maybe radio, but that wasn't really, it's, it's hard to, 
use radio as a fair quote real world comparison because right. resignations because resignations and radio are a little different in the sense that it usually comes because you're fed up. Mm. So really? when you leave radio, it's either fuck y'all or it's, hey, I got another job in another city and there's more fanfare and celebration in your departure. And you're kind of okay. given All right. okay. yeah. a, All right. a little yeah. bit of a, I'm not saying you're given a hero's walk off, but they don't like, because usually, yeah, but like, but you know how it is, third, like when yeah, you get, close. when you say you quit in radio, they go, I motherfucker, don't come in tomorrow. Oh. We're good on you forever. Goodbye. I don't know. My take on it is it's always different when you resign and they, and they actually like you. Like if you're on the verge of quitting and the management don't like you and you don't like management, those last couple of days of resignation is going to be a little difficult. I mean, that's what I heard. But on the same tip. <laughs> that's what you heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what I heard. But like, you know, heroes, when, when the heroes exit the building, they do whole parties and whatever dark stuff is going on behind the scenes, everybody tends to dismiss when you're the hero. But when you're going out like Cuomo, you know, he's, he's going to get that walk of shame on his last, like, people going to be turning their back, making the mad whispers and stuff, just looking at him hella crazy on his way out the door. It's, it's the, the one thing, though, that's really interesting about radio is that no matter how you leave, no matter how much drama field it is, it does come with an expiration date. And at some point, it's all love again. Hmm. That's true. Everybody that you worked with. I cannot that's explain true. it, but you will literally want to fight motherfuckers and somehow seven eight years later it's just oh hey man how you been and you don't even bring up the drama that y'all used nope. to have you just no nope. it's just understood business yeah i share a good memory of um of somebody that um i watched retire who had been at the organization for almost 30 years it was literally like watching uh, a baseball player like it was like watching jeter retire you know what i mean like everybody came in brought mm. him presents he was traveling all over the country people was giving him golden microphones and all kind of other stuff and it was pretty. It was pretty dope to watch, Wait, uh, just to be a part of. J Lo's ex, Jeter. Uh, Jeter is a. Uh, he is the, a the Hall of Fame angel. baseball player who's won multiple World Series. Is one of the best to ever play the position of shortstop. Do not reduce this man <laughs> to Jennifer Lopez's <laughs> vagina. Yes. Also, he fucked J Lo. So that's Biracial all I know about the man. <laughs> but first. First, we're gonna talk about his career on the field. Oh, his career with J Lo. Good. El Capitan. What, 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 where was he in the lineup? Please tell me. He was, he was, at, he was before Mark Anthony, before Ben Affleck. Yeah, he was early. Mm. He was, he was like he early. Was, he was yeah, early he in the was game. before the kids. Yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. So you know what that means, game. right? No, what does that mean, Jeff? That means he's on dick. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right, because oh. J-Lo running it back. Uh-huh, she running him back. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, well, if Jeter's next up. He's a bitch. Nonetheless, for ignorantly hold and serve <laughs> on a sex scandal that you could have stepped down from a year ago, mm -hmm. but you thought you was a Republican and you thought you could swerve that shit. But uh, 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 you are a Democrat and Democrats campaign on honor, which means you have to step down. You held on as long as you could, but you delivered a decent apology. But you're getting the fuck out the way and stopping being a distraction to the people of New York so they can get this COVID out the way. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo, you are Cody's, I can't say outstanding employee. What, what, what do we call him? Retiring He's, employee? Yeah, most outstanding resignation of the week. Let's keep it moving. Let's get into worst and first. This is where we invite you to job fair listeners to come on the show and share with us either a story about your worst job 
or your first job, RoyceJobFair at gmail.com. RoyceJobFair at gmail.com if you ever want to be a part of the program. JG, who do we have on deck? We right have now? Fabian with us, and she wants to talk about being the token black woman at a major retailer and that she's literally quit every job she's ever had. And I hope I pronounced your name. Hi, correctly. it's Faven Fesazian. Faven Fesazian, my friend. If you want to see some of her wonderful work now as an actress, is it New Amsterdam? Yes, I was was an anesthesiologist. Now, you're a co-host of a wonderful podcast. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, first, token token black employee wear. Let me guess. What what do you think, third? You think clothing or food? She's 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 too cute for food. Yeah, I don't see you working food. No, I'm I'm, I'm definitely going to guess retail. Shout out to seeing the snitch cop couple. On TV. I'm sorry, I got a fanboy for a second. I love you, Roy. Way before I ever, ever got a chance to be on the podcast and see y'all. And when I saw her, the first thing I said, oh, it's the snitch cop wife. So I'm hella geek that both of y'all is here. That's a sketch that Faven and I did together for Comedy Central. Pull that up on YouTube, snitch cop. Um, All right, you're guessing retail. Guessing clothing. Retail. Retail for sure. I'm going to say candles. You look like a candle, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, It was Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm. Oh, you should have known before you fucking applied. So here's the thing. I was in college and I was minding my business. I already had a job. My college job was waitress at Applebee's. I had all them tips in my pocket. Yeah, I was in the mall one day and this girl just came barreling down the hallway in the mall and tapped me on the shoulder and literally begged me to work at Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, sorry, I'm in college. I have a full course load and I'm already part-time at Applebee's, I can't swing it. And she was just like, no, please come. Um, we have short shifts, even if it's one day a week. So I was just like, um, I mean, sure, like, why not? So I'm onboarded and they put me in the front and every shift I just either greeted or um, just folded tank tops. And I, I didn't really have that many responsibilities. Then they even sent me to New York City for a casting. I thought I was gonna be one of the models like on the walls. And I was like, this is amazing. Guess where I ended up? Where? Oh no. In the employee handbook. And it said, do your models look like ours? Oh. Turned out, this they they hired me because they just got sued. It was a class action law. What? The plus size people in the back. And they were just trying to ameliorate the situation real quick. So they just, I was just wow. using as a token. And I was like, oh, to the point where when I was folding those shirts at the front table and I said, hey, I'm done. What else do you want me to do? One time a manager knocked that pile over and just said, oh, fold it again, just to keep me in the store to give me something to do. So in the front, in the front, mm. so just up front rotating job. like a damn 7-Eleven sausage just on display. And it just, it just hurt my soul because I was just used. So like morality wise, I was like, oh, this don't feel right. Like I had all kinds of jobs. That's, that's, that's tough. Let's, let's talk a little bit then about where you are now. And we should probably have you on, on a separate episode at some point to talk about just modeling and just that Mm -hmm. world and all of that and kind of how you cross that bridge over into acting. But where you are now, to me, you've always been very interesting to me because you're funny, but you're not a formal comedian in the regular sense. You've done stand-up, but then you also act, but then you also write, and then you have a show right now 
on YouTube. Let's talk about, ooh, ooh, I see, you see what I tried to do right there? <laughs> the show inside the name of, of the introduction of your show. Tell us a little bit about, uh, let's talk about it, which is uh, a podcast. Is it fair to call it a podcast or is it a YouTube series? YouTube series. I mean, so I'm an actor and my co-host is a model. So I was like, listen, you know, you can't hide these cheekbones just on the radio, you know, like a little something on these cheeks. So um, it is a weekly talk show on YouTube called Let's Talk About It. And my co-host is my beautiful friend and model, Alex Undone. Um, and it's a series of candid conversations. It's, it's mostly like what they don't teach you in school and no topics are you know, taboo or off limits. For example, some of our recent episodes were money is scary, just saying no, am I still gay? And does size matter? And that's, that was just clickbait, but it's about body, body positivity. Um, but yeah, with each episode, we also keep the conversation going on Instagram and YouTube comments, questions and quotes and a lot of audience interaction. Because the only way we can really learn about each other is if we have conversations. So we say, hey, let's talk about it. The episode where you asked the question, am I still gay? How did that come up? So my co-host and I are both Black women. Um, and in these streets, she and I have both dated women in the past. Uh -huh. And so if when that happens to somebody, you're just like, okay, well, I guess I'm gay. And now, now I've been dating dudes for a minute and I'm like, okay, now what am I? And so now I just go label it. She's engaged to a man and he's super cool. And he's like, oh, that's cool. You dated women, that's cool. It's just part of our past. So the whole episode is about labels and identifying yourself mm. and how your labels can change or you don't have to have labels at all. And the double standards with men and women. And because nobody bats an eye. If I say, oh, I dated a woman, they're like, cool, 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 cool. And then move on, but like, I know Issa Rae had an episode of Insecure where mm. homeboy was belated. I don't know the word. But, um, yeah. Langston Kerman, like, friend of the show. And, like, they're like, oh, so then you gay. You gay for life. Um, but, and that's not the case with women. And like, I can just go about my business. Yeah, that's, now, that's a whole nother can you opening right there. If we start talking about the perception of men who've had their gay phase versus a woman who has a gay phase and whether or not men are allowed societally to have a gay phase like that's a whole you know what we might have to come on your podcast and talk about <laughs> just that just to talk about that right yeah. there's layers to this layers yeah. and then what else what else are you working on because you are fabulous obviously so what else is on deck on deck this week i'm doing a, a comedic sketch with uh last week tonight with john oliver um who knows, maybe they saw a snitch cop report and were like, let's get her. I said, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I right. doubt that's how it happened. I'm sure you're just talented, but yeah, maybe you keep telling yourself that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Um, then like, I started in commercials really. So like I'm on hold for a commercial next week in Philly and I'm just happy things are coming back with COVID because I was nervous for a second there. Uh, so things are coming back. And then also my, my degree from UConn is in marketing. So I do a lot of oh. experiential marketing events now. It's freelance. Mm -hmm. um, anything from like Highline Gala, Tiffany Gala, even some just like fancy dinners with, with rich people. And they just, <laughs> they just want their event to, to run flawlessly. So I started filling my calendar with events because I got nervous that I wasn't going to book anything on TV. Then booking started happening. Now I'm just tired. 
You went you went to UConn. Huskies, UConn? Yeah, of course. So you can hoop? You know what? I get that question all the time. I am a tall black woman. I can't think of another reason for a tall black woman to go to UConn other than to play basketball. So I, I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? It's a good stereotype to have at UConn. So I just I, I need to know if you can hoop. You can't hoop. Short answer, no. But I was at UConn because my parents raised us in Connecticut and it was in-state tuition and I'm cheeky. So, <laughs> respect. Got my little degree. And that actually circles back to how I was able to quit every single job I've ever had because I didn't have student loans. I was debt-free at 22. Yes. That's fire. How, how, how do you, and I don't know if this connects, but I feel like there is a connection. As an actress, you audition. When you audition, you get shit on on a regular basis. No, 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 no. Sorry, they passed on you. When you compare that to the journey and looking for a job and getting constantly passed over for positions that you know that you're qualified for in the world of employment, what tools did you use to have the emotional perseverance to keep hearing no over and over again? You said emotional perseverance. Get over it. You got to. You got to get over that shit. I wouldn't call myself enlightened or anything, but at the end of the day, work does not define me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love acting. And because I am debt-free and set up my emergency fund and I'm not thirsty for the job, I'm not... I'm not desperate and I it just if it, if I don't get it, I just, just move on to the next. And like I said, I work my marketing events. So that's I, an advantage. That's yeah. such an advantage. Yeah. So I see I see cats on the other side, um, not to fetch your wisdom at all, but I, I see cats on the other side that make really bad decisions uh in comedy, um, because they're desperate, because they're mm-hmm. broke, um, or because they haven't managed their money well. Sometimes it ain't even about being a broke comedian. I know cats with jobs that just don't manage their money well. I'm impressed uh, for, for whoever little bit of a dude I am, um, because I think it takes a lot of power um, to be able to quit something and just keep moving and not worry about it um, financially. I, I tend to call it peace of mind over peace of check, um, because that's really dope. That's that's really that's I'm very impressed. I'm so impressed. then where'd you get that perseverance from, Faven? Uh, I have an African father. He grew up <laughs> in the village. Uh, when I was <laughs> when I was 15, I spent the summer with him in Eritrea, which uh, used to be a part of Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. So I saw what little people had and how happy they still were. Like the kids didn't have real toys; they made stuff out of sticks. Um, literal sustenance farmers. Uh, some of their cows were like emaciated, and like mm. people were just still happy. So I'm like, wow! Like I, I so. I can flex like in the village and then I'm also comfortable around my rich friends and their mansions. Um, I'm comfortable in a tiny New York apartment. Like I just, I'm just very centered in that way where I've seen all types of things and I don't need anything. I think that, yeah, I think fancy things like Birkin bags is a waste of money. Even if I had a gazillion dollars, I just immensely can't really justify it. <laughs> and I'm just a basic person. My splurges, I get facials. Just because cameras are HD, I even, oh, I, I learned to do my own hair. Faux locks are, are, are very expensive. Mom, are you natural? Are you natural? Not, I have a giant natural 4C afro. Ooh, how long have you been natural? Ooh. I'd say maybe like seven years. Nice. You know, it's, you know it's real when she said the 4C. When you start talking about the hair, the hair type, uh-huh. I've learned I'm that. I'm lost my, right now. 
Yeah, I have a daughter, <laughs> and I've learned these things. That 4C means something about that hair right there. That, that's crucial. Okay. I don't know any one of the of our... hair rankings. <laughs> <laughs> our Let's Talk About It episodes, one is called No One Does My Hair Right. Because you show up to set, and people like will just have this like really hot pool and trying to like curl your hair. I'm like, mm. where you coming? What you doing with that? You better back up. I'm ready to you like that. Yeah. <laughs> David, I want to keep you on for a second because I know in all of those jobs you quit, somebody was stealing and scamming. I would love to hear some scam stories that you have seen from your days of employment. The series is called Let's Talk About It, youtube.com slash Let's Talk About It series. YouTube.com slash Let's Talk About It series. If you want to follow the show and all of that shit, job there. We'll be right back. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Job fair, we back in it. We got to run in our mouth about resignations mm. at the top of the show. I forgot to say that we were going to have someone on Talking about the Earth and the climate, and motherfucking space and NASA and all of that shit. And I know JG and Ralph. I know y'all will break down the guests for me in a second here, but that was one of my original jobs that I wanted was astronaut. Oh, really? word! You too. That was. Oh, that's what's up. Until my mom told me to my face that I can't afford to send you to space camp. Oh. Would you like to go to Camp Birmingham instead? Camp Birmingham was essentially a citywide babysitting operation. <laughs> now that I'm older and wiser, um, it was like the YMCA. It was basically like a six-week, like 9 to 3 p.m. We provide a lunch, uh-huh. and your kids just fucking play outside for six. And that's literally the camp. It's different. They say activities and activate. No, motherfucker. Soccer, football, softball. Which one y'all want to play today? All right, going out in that 90 degree heat, play oh. that shit. Mm. Go run. Yeah, and you come home, your mama tell you you smell like outside, you take a shower, and then you fucking go to bed, and then you wake up the next day and go back to Camp Birmingham. But yeah, astronaut was on my list. I, I just oh. climatology and just the earth as a whole, just geosciences. I'll be honest, like, it's something that I've always found to be very intimidating. Mm. I'm fascinated by it. But as I got older and older into school and started realizing, oh, you're going to have to learn physics. And physics was so hard. And I just soldiered through chemistry. And I was just like, "Eh, what a firefighter got to know. Oh, I don't see you as a firefighter. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do firefighting and work my way up to fire inspector. That was the original before Stuart Scott Uh came on ESPN. Stuart Scott was like, you would think my dad and his journalistic, whatever pedigree would be enough. No, Uh -uh. it was Stuart Scott. Stuart Stuart Scott. I was like, you know what? Let me stop fucking with this firefighting shit. He on TV with a fade and talking about sports. Uh And that's where my deviation occurred. I, I don't, 
Did you, you forget know, how much firefighters make? They don't make enough for all that stuff they do. And then they have to work super hard. And it's yeah, hard. But, but the firefighter hustle is that you, it's one day on, two days off. So you fill your off days with a second job. And that, like the firefighters I know, it's the retirement. It's all of the medical. Like it's you gonna be paid. You gonna be took care of, pretty fucking nice. They're gonna give you smokers' lungs because of your job. I don't think you thought that through. Check I'm glad these people, you didn't do heroes, that. and I don't appreciate the way that you're positioned. They are. They like are that. heroes. Yeah. However, they're not treated as heroes, heroes that they are. Well, maybe yeah. I wanted to be a hero. Maybe I wanted to sacrifice. But you know what? Tell I'm her you supposed gonna... to be. On, you supposed to be on that Austin Fire show like Rob Lowe. You know what I'm saying? Worry about your coffee making machine. <laughs> nine one one. Jumping through windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that nine one one. What about you, third? Did you have any? You have any aspirations up in the sky? I did, man. My, my, your parents are really nice. That's all I was sitting here thinking about how nice your parents because they gave you an option to go to another camp. My mom and dad. I I was super nerdy. I'm still super nerdy growing up. And my mom and dad basically said, Ralph, we know you want to be a an astronaut, but you can't see. Um, so we're not going to spend the money if you wore glasses back in the day you could not be an astronaut because your vision had to be of a certain set and i wore very thick glasses i couldn't see orange t-balls they used to hit me in the head a lot and so my mom was like you can't see you're smart but you can't see so you can't be an astronaut maybe you can be one of the dudes in front of the computers and and they dashed that dream for me <laughs> ralph was gonna be the dude in them in the space shuttle asteroid movies sir the trajectory of it looks like that, yeah. it will hit us Please radio to the lunar module and let them know. Clackety, clackety, clack. <laughs> I was all about that life. I was all about that life till they, till they introduced this little thing called trigonometry. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Fucking Robert I'm Ralph, so the good. asteroid with a hit eye ass. Oh, dude, <laughs> twice. <laughs> twice. I'd have got the work. I'd have got all that math wrong. When you think about NASA and you think about that world of, you know, geological studies, that ain't the shit you normally see in the classifieds. On monster.com. So I'm very excited to hear about these positions. JG, who's on the line? We have Kasha, and she wants to talk to us about NASA. Hello. Thank you for having me. How did you end up at NASA? Give us your path, you know, through the American education system in college and how you just, because I know it wasn't in the classifieds next to the Burger King ad. Like, <laughs> I will say, it's funny to hear you say, first of all, I like how Roy Wood's like, oh yeah, I wasn't very good at physics. I barely soldiered through chemistry, which I'm assuming are his college courses. And then Ralph <laughs> is like, oh yeah, trigonometry was really hard, which is what's taught in high school. Like I like the different <laughs> levels that you guys are comparing there. Uh, but if, funny enough- It was I high school studied... chemistry, by the way. Shout out to <laughs> You didn't teach me shit, but thank you. <laughs> I will say I did study chemistry in college, actually. I majored in chemistry and did some research in uh, uh, materials chemistry. So just trying to create compounds and stuff. And uh, at the end of my uh, undergrad, I was like, oh, snap, I'm supposed to go to medical school, but I didn't take the MCATs. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I have about a year or so off. So I decided to go to science journalism school. And during that course, uh, you had to do an internship at a summer. And ever since I was a little kid, <laughs> I wanted to work at NASA. Actually, my number one place I wanted to work at was Google. The number two was NASA. And uh, this opportunity came back. Now I'm just kind of all over the place. Back in high school. No, no, no. I actually no, got 
accepted into a program at NASA for an internship, but I was too young for it. So they couldn't pay me. So they said, sorry, can't take you, but please apply next year. And I was going to college. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of already on their radar. I was like on their listserv. So when it came time to applying for internships in college, I applied to an internship and it was rolling admission and they actually filled it all up. So there are no openings there, but they liked my resume. And because I studied chemistry, ah. they actually forwarded my email or my resume to uh, another person who was looking for someone who also studied chemistry. And I remember during our interview, all we talked about was how hard chemistry was and that people think that if you majored in chemistry, you're smart. And neither one of us said that we were smart. So uh, that's how I got into NASA. Um, <laughs> it's not a straightforward path. It was just kind of by luck and having a resume someone liked. The skill set is so specific. Here, here was the thing with me, Ralph. It wasn't my eyesight that disqualified me. Once I got to a certain height, I knew that I couldn't be a fighter pilot, which I knew would help me become an mm. astronaut. An astronaut. Yeah. And you're, oh, you're too tall for helicopters and fighter jets, but you can fuel them and put the missiles on. I was like, fuck you. Um, no, I'm going to Shoney's. <laughs> and I, and I, what are the positions that you're here, um, that you're here to talk about? Yeah. So um, I actually worked at our online magazine uh, called Earth Observatory. And not a lot of people, one, know they don't affiliate NASA with Earth science, right? Like we've been talking about space shuttle, space astronauts. No one grows up and was like, oh, I want to work for our Earth science magazine at NASA. But it was a really great job because uh, I learned how to process satellite imagery. So basically every day I would look oh, at Earth fire. by looking at satellite imagery. So uh, we would also work very quickly. So if there was a fire that erupted in California that morning, as soon as the satellite image came in, uh, I would write the text for it and then we'd have our visualizer prep it and then we'd put it out. Um, and that is often what gets picked up by a lot of different news organizations. Um, there's also a lot of studies that come out that use NASA data. So you learn so much about how NASA studies Earth from space. And uh, some of the beats that I focused on, which I was really happy about, um, was uh, tracking diseases from space. Oh. So you can't actually track like, you know, a mosquito uh, for malaria or something like that, but you can track the environmental conditions that would attract that mosquito there. Huh. So it's kind of neat all the different ways that scientists are actually creating disease models and sharing that with like local uh, and national governments to actually help with emergency responses. So, so in short, Okay, on some super nerdy stuff. I enjoy uh, geolocation and like LIDAR pictures because I stay up really late at night uh, <laughs> and look at these things. So does that mean that you got to look at, uh, for example, like Machu Picchu can be seen from space and all of the little glyphs and stuff, but y'all actually, like it was deeper than just looking at the surface. Y'all could look below, right? Like y'all could from most of the space or? Well, so... That's a good question. Um, there are certain things that you can see from space and certain things that you can't. It's actually um, a, a misconception that you can see the Great Wall of China from space. I knew uh, they I was know. lying about that. I knew they was lying about that. <laughs> 
Well, one of the reasons is because the actual wall blends in really well with the surrounding uh, structures there. So color-wise, it's very hard to distinguish. I mean, we have astronauts on the International Space Station who actually take pictures, um, and they can like kind of barely distinguish it from there too. But one way that we can actually distinguish the difference, like, hey, that is a structure versus vegetation, is you do have all these different types of data. So it might not be seeing like mm. under the surface necessarily, but you can distinguish the difference between, let's say, urban expansion or like city development uh, versus vegetation. Um, for things like, um, there's also, I think what you're talking about is you can actually see the different heights of the earth. So that's one way that we can actually track, um, ice height is you actually send a laser from the satellite, uh, and you send it down and then you time it about how long it takes for that laser to leave the satellite, go down to earth and come back. And then knowing, I mean, that's physics that you can, uh, insert some equations and figure that out. So you can actually see, yeah, I guess Machu Picchu, um, well, maybe something a little bigger, like an ice sheet would be <laughs> better, but you can actually see the, the, uh, little. Crevices. So you, you, you can't use it to like stalk on a neighbor that you've been real funny about. Like you can't, like I come to work and like, if I had satellite, I'd be, I told you part your car there yesterday. Then I bring a picture, Like y'all can't do that. Right. Like, y'all can't. <laughs> well, the NASA satellite data, um, because it was, some of it was developed a really, really long time ago. Um, the resolution is at about 30 meters. And because we want to keep that continuously going, so that way you can do decadal studies of like how uh, fires in Siberia have changed over the past few decades, you can't really change that amount of resolution um, or they don't want to because they would just ruin a lot of data continuity. But a lot of commercial satellites, like, you know, you see on Google Maps or there's another one called Planet Labs, uh, which does like pretty fine drone imagery, pretty fine stuff that you can see from aerial views. I was just going to say, and it's such a sidebar. You've seen our planet from afar. You know what's going on with climate change. Tell us truly, how much time do we have? Well, that's a good question. Yesterday, are you guys familiar with the IPCC report? Yeah. Yes. No, yes, no. What is that? Yeah, it's a great timing for this. So the United Nations, uh, they released, uh, they have a panel um, and they released a report. And yesterday was a sixth assessment of this report. And it's called the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental uh, Panel on Climate Change. And um, this was, it basically, they put it out for a few, few years and it's just a big update on everything we know about climate science. Um, here's where it's hotter. Here's where it's cooler. Here's where it's icier. Here's where it's not so icy. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It tells it. It's very, very comprehensive. So we'll talk about stuff like that. I wrote an article about it, um, talking about how climate change is affecting extreme weather events. Mm -hmm. So um, I particularly focused on how flooding will get worse, drought, um, storms, and uh, heat waves will get worse. So warmer water in the Gulf creating bigger hurricanes and things like that. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, uh, the studies, like I was telling you, we go back for so many decades and we look at the trends and see if there's actually a signal there or uh, rather than just randomness. But studies are showing that uh, tropical storms, uh, the more in, the already strong storms are getting even stronger. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing uh, a lot higher severity storms. 
which is bad the, because then that means like they are dropping more rain. They're also slower. They they like at walking pace, so they can drop more rain uh, on a specific location. So that can cause flooding. And then in certain areas where there's more sea level rise, it's just you know too many compound events and it's a disaster. Climate change is a global problem, which means we need collaboration globally amongst all of these different two hundred and whatever the fuck countries they are all being on the same page. So. How difficult is the job of working with other agencies across the globe and making them appreciate what's happening? I mean, there are there are alliances. I mean, that's kind of what the Paris Agreement is about, right? It's trying to bring all these different nations to come together and work together. And, you know, yeah, there's a lot of uh, emissions being uh, coming from America, uh, India and China. But there's also other types of pollution uh, or other types of things that can contribute to global warming, uh, depending on the type of season it is. So, like, right now we have a ton of wildfires that are going on. I mean, uh, there was a study that came out recently saying that the terrible wildfire season that Austra Australia had uh, not too long ago, I mean, that uh, had a tremendous effect just for those few months that it actually was at. And there's a lot of stuff that we're doing as humans that's changing how the earth is operating. I mean, even during COVID, uh, you know, when we had the initial shutdowns, uh, I don't know if you saw these maps, but actually yes. I, I wrote the article uh, okay. about this, the one that like... The, <laughs> the one that went really viral over China showing that when it's locked down, you know, the amount of NO2 actually went down. So there's a lot of different factors that are contributing to global warming. Um, and, and I will say one thing about this job. You know, I have been working, I was at NASA for about eight years, mm. you know, and it was I was, you know, when I entered NASA, it's like, oh, you want to be like working with space. And let me tell you, I ran the NASA Earth uh, Instagram account or I helped run it. I had friends, I had other colleagues who helped me. Um, but man, let me tell you, whenever you put a picture of space, it went crazy. Then if you put a picture of something like Earth, they're like, oh, we're not that into that. So oh. <laughs> when you talk about NASA, you think of space and Earth kind of gets like a backseat to it. But I think more recently, like I said with the IPCC uh, report and all of your great questions, you know, what I thought was really cool about this job is what you write, because it is for a government agency, it's NASA, a lot of times that is getting read by members of Congress. You have to write in very understandable ways. So it actually felt like a way that I was helping directly because, you know, it's a lot about policies at a certain level. Well, so it's whose very fault is that? <laughs> whose fault is that that we love space more than Earth? <laughs> Who's sending the vehicles up into space to bring back the space pictures? You're always bragging about your fucking telescope every time you point it at some shit. I'm going to say, it does provide pretty I'm sorry pictures. For <laughs> Respectfully. How can people apply if they want to be a part of everything? Because here's the thing. Once you have NASA on your resume, mm -hmm. you can just walk into any other job. Don't interview me, motherfucker. I'm formerly of NASA. NASA. Yeah, you know, that is kind of a... It is one thing to expect. If you work at NASA, 
it really becomes part of your identity. You know, people will only want to talk to you about NASA. If you're trying to go on a date, I would have to tell people, I wouldn't tell people I worked at NASA because it would just manipulate the conversation Ooh. and they wouldn't want to ask about me. They'd only want to interview NASA. So it, it was a little annoying, but it's also cool. If you want to apply for this job, um, their thing to know about NASA is it is kind of difficult to find jobs. You know, you can find the U.S. Uh, US gov jobs, um, but then there's also a ton of contractors. Mm. And finding those contractors can be kind of difficult unless you know exactly what contractor you're looking for. So this is done by a contractor called SSAI, it's short, uh, the acronym for it. And I provided uh, Ralph a link, so apply to that link there. Uh, and this is based at NASA Goddard in Greenbelt, Maryland. It's one of several NASA centers. They have one where I guess they have Space Camp, NASA Marshall in Huntsville in Alabama. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you, you know, you have teleworking eligibility for very exceptional candidates. So. And I don't want to assume, but does NASA pay well? It, it depends on what you're comparing it to. Compared to other, like, journalism jobs or other writing jobs which don't pay very well this pays well i would say oh, uh, nice. uh but and you do good work and you work with a very very exceptional team of communicators so you, you heard work that hard. inflection jg that's close to 200k okay. right, you ain't got to confirm it but i can hear it in the inflection it's not even close <laughs> <laughs> it's up near a hundred thousand right last question Space Force, is that still happening or not? What the fuck is happening? Are we, I feel like we... I should ask you that question. Is ah! Netflix putting out season two? What's going on? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes, sir. Uh, well played. Over here. Well played, Dr. Patel. Uh, Space Force season two with Steve Carell and the gang. It is coming. I am not a part of season two because what? of the COVID, because they moved it to Canada because of budget restrictions and COVID restrictions and the way that they wanted to, they started shooting the show before they had the production COVID protocols in place here in America, because Canada, because they took the virus more seriously, had TV production start back sooner than LA. So they had more of an infrastructure in place. So because they took the show to Canada and to act in the show, you have to quarantine for two weeks and the daily show and comedy central, I'm needed here. I couldn't go to Canada for a month and also still be a father and still come home to a happy home, if you understand. So maybe they'll shoot me in some extras or something like that. Steve Carell, if you're listening, season three, bring me back, man. It, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, my nigga. Come on, Steve Carell. I mean, you know, you I made a show or a YouTube videos called Fact Checking Space Force. So I watched oh. all the episodes and I got people from NASA to watch it with me. Uh, and a lot of them were comedians, so we just like make jokes about some of the stuff. Then we'd also fact check what was right and what wasn't right. Did we get anything right in season one of Space Force? Percentage. Just give us a percentage of how much we got percentage. right. Percentage. Um. Yeah. No, you got some stuff right. <laughs> no, I want a number. Stop swerving. I want a number. I'd say probably more than fifty percent. Hmm. Oh, That's okay. I thought you was gonna say twelve. Okay. I mean, I also I'll take don't. That. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I just didn't want to make you feel bad. Oh. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. I appreciate you for everything that you are doing to make the earth inhabitable mm -hmm. for my son and my son's sons and everybody else after I'm dead and gone. So thank you so much for caring. Next time we're on, we need to talk about Mars and whether or not black people will qualify for home loans on Mars. 
Facts. Once we move to Mars. Kasha could talk about that. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Kasha. Thank you. I don't I don't think we should go to Mars. Really? There's still neighborhoods black people can't go in without right. getting pulled over. You think they're gonna let us go to Mars? Fuck that. Stay here. They gotta have it's, somebody it's, to blame. They gotta have somebody to blame in space. That's the way I look at it. And I'm willing to be that person. I'm trying to go to Mars so I can be the first black dude to get in trouble on Mars. You don't want to be first legacy. on Mars. That's like being the first person to show up to the club. Motherfucker, DJ still setting up. Ain't no girls there. What you gonna do? Wait for the girls it, to get there. You just at Mars waiting on girls. By the time Chilling. they get there, you're gonna be 87. You don't really right. <laughs> that, that fulfills a bucket list of being the dirty old man that I've always wanted to be. I just want to be a dirty hey, old man. You don't know what Mars gravity Mars. is gonna do to your dick. You might not even get an erection that's worth or or at 87 it could just stay up after the Gravity. break we're gonna ask somebody about intergalactic erections <laughs> well, of think course we are conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the homie narado rob for short and we're gonna get back to favor for scam of the week job fair we'll be right back this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Job fair, we back in. It was very nice of her to come on. Yes. Hey, man. I, I've uh, I've enjoyed Kasha as a not just as a person but as a comedian. She's very funny, uh, and she has an excellent way of taking stuff that's super complicated and breaking it all the way down. And and I, I appreciate her doing that. And also shout out down south Georgia girl for telling me not to go to space because I get a defective oxygen tank. She Absolutely. got my she got my 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 best interest at heart. And I, and I appreciate Absolutely. that. I appreciate that. There's I you couldn't nah. I am not interested in going to Mars. Like, if we could go tomorrow, I would stay on Earth. I would rather y'all leave here so there's more space. Mm-hmm. I would encourage <laughs> other people to go to Mars. I mean, I look at it like when I go to Mars, you're going to be down here on Earth, and at some point, you're going to need a nigga's house to stay at when the Earth starts falling apart. And then you're going to be like, oh, that's right. I sent that nigga route. I'll go stay at his crib. And I'll have, a, I'll have a pallet for you, homie. I got you. Name I got you. me one place that has benefited from the arrival of human beings. And if we really want to get funky about colonization, we can go down that road too. Mm. I ain't interested. I'm staying (laughs) right here with the laws that I know. And I also know that my dick will work here on earth based on this gravity. I don't want to have to relearn sex and hooping and it's, it's too much. It's the part of the show where we bring on a gentleman <laughs> who can help us break the ice with our co-workers of an opposite race, be it black or white. Or alien. His mama named him. Yeah, or alien. His mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, if you had the opportunity to be in that first wave of black people to settle up there on Mars, Matt Damon style, would you partake in that? Oh, absolutely. You- 100%. No hesitation. I love Rod. I'm very, I'm very adventurous and very curious about like the mysteries of life and the mysteries of the universe. So I'd be out with the swiftness, man. I ask people that question a lot. Like if you had a, you had an opportunity to meet aliens and they told you, uh, we'll take you with us for five years right now, but you'd have no contact with anybody you know and love. Nobody know where you are. But we'll show you the mysteries of the universe. Would you go? And I'd be on the ship before they got to the question mark, buddy. No, I'd do that. I'd go with aliens, but I'm so not. So then y'all are basically the movie Cocoon. That's the movie Cocoon with Steve Gutenberg mm-hmm. and the Quaker Oats dude from the 80s. Well, for Brimley. Yeah, Brimley. Where the yeah. aliens came and they went to like an old folks home. It was like, hey, nigga, you want to roll with us and fucking be up in the sky? But you're gone forever. 
and some of the old people chose like eternal life in another place mm-hmm. some of them was like nah i'm gonna stay here and die i'm good no i'm i'm, I'm totally that i'm somewhere between cocoon and alien nation is where i'm at like the idea <laughs> of uh the, the idea of sour milk getting you drunk and alien poontang is very interesting to me you have, have to, to be, be honest a f- you have to be a fucking lunatic to have sex with an alien you, you have do? to be just the most dirty dick motherfucker on earth. How, how, how do you how do you know it's got? I mean, it could be how very is that safe. Any different than meeting girls on spring break and having sex with them. Because I know that her vagina is not going to snap off. Of- Jacqueline, I'm. So you sorry. don't know that. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> I'm that. So sorry. You, you don't, don't know, know that. that. <laughs> what safe vagina spring break did you go to? Like I don't. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> There's a safe vagina spring break where you don't catch anything. Like this is amazing. I just what? learned something. I'm today Damn. years old. Look, I'm not talking about alien STDs. I'm talking about on some praying mantis, Ooh. I bite your head off after we court type alien stripper. Like, I just, I, I, just, I just think that's a bad rap on the aliens, man. They ain't even been here yet. They could be real. Yeah, like, they might be I, black, right? That's, that's very species of you. Species. As a species, we aren't prepared to be meeting other planets right now. We need to work on ourselves. Earth needs to go to a therapist and learn. <laughs> We're basically, you know what we are? Imagine if somebody was coming from a funky, musty, pollution-filled, funky-ass trailer, uh-huh. and they come walking their monkey ass across the street to your pristine home talking about what's cracking. If you don't take your funky, polluting, climate change ass back the fuck across the street to that smoke <laughs> dump... <laughs> if, if I'm an alien, I'm opening fire on site any of you motherfuckers come to our planet. See, I look at it like it's an alien, right? He might kill you or he might want to indulge in some of Earth's exotics. Exoticism. And I'm going to tell you right now, if I can get him to sit down and blaze one with me, he ain't killing nobody after I'm done with him. I promise you that. You know how it is when you travel outside the South with that accent, man? The ladies love it. Imagine having an Earth accent on a what? whole nother planet. You go, what? that nigga? What? <laughs> blick blark, blick blark, blark. Oh, that means where you from? <laughs> Shout it. I'm talking about Blick, all the blark, way. Blark. Man, Rod just talk funny like that. Don't oh worry about gosh. it. Blick, blark, blick, blark. I'm all for it. It's going to be Rod, nice, man. We bring you on this program, Rod, to get people topics to break the ice. So we'll let you kick it off, Rod. What can help bring peace here on Earth? Right now, white people, what you want to talk to black people about is uh, Dennis Schrader. Former Los Angeles oh, Lakers no. point guard is. Uh, oh no! He's very much going through some things right now. Oh! Uh, if you don't know, Dennis Schrader is a black German man with a blonde streak through the middle of his hair. Hmm. Played Trump for the Street. Lakers. Yeah, played for the Lakers this past season. Pretty decent. And he's doing decent pretty player. good. Okay. He's nice. Um, Dennis turned down an eighty-four million dollar extension with the Lakers to be a free agent, and. Right now, his only offer is a one-year, $5.9 million uh, contract uh, from the Boston damn. Celtics. And he is reported to be in, like, a medical state of shock over receiving just that offer when he had the chance to take $84 million. Damn, <laughs> homie. My man left $80 million the on the man, table. Man, homie. <laughs> he's clinically depressed because he just did something stupid. That's like leaving a thousand dollar draws on the well, floor. He bet on himself. 
Man, I was I I completely understand that eighty million dollars on the table. They offered him four years, eighty-four million, and he thought that he was a max deal player, which means he would get something closer to a hundred. And then Russell Westbrook became available and joined Mm -hmm. the Lakers, which made Schroeder less essential on that roster. And everybody else has picked up a point guard also this offseason. So now there's no jobs available. (laughs) He made this move after the draft and after trades had been made. So you're just kind of stuck out in no man's land. So now next year essentially becomes an audition year. I mean, I only feel but so bad about dude, man. Like, yes, you left $84 million on the table, but you got to eat off of 5.8 for the next year. He's not hurting. I mean, like, you know, that's no, another take a couple trips back this. to Germany. Don't I'm just saying. This, Ralph. It's five no. million. It's eight. It's, <laughs> see, now you're thinking. Give like me a his contract. It's his give me his contract. Like, he make more than me, and I'm a plumber. He should just be happy. He gets money to play basketball. <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He can He he's not gonna struggle for a year making five million. That's all I'm saying. But like, you he, don't know his struggle. lifestyle. He might spend five million a month. You don't well, know you how to do that. better not lives. now. Well, yeah. He better download a <laughs> Dave <laughs> Ramsey DVD. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody right. better send him a Napoleon Hill book so he can know what's going down. Like, I don't. Yeah. So, get him a certified you know. pre on <laughs> So his chef is now fired. Um, his trainer is now fired. These people are looking for jobs because well, they need all no, First of all, first of all, fire your manager. Let's talk about that. Whoever advised you to leave $84 million on the table, that's who you fired first. He had already completed a four-year $70 million deal, so he got 70 in the pocket. Mm. <sighs> Let's flip the script, Rod. I feel bad for the brother. Like, I know everybody was laughing at him online, but I think I'm going to just... I'm going to feel bad for him for a second, but I'm not going to laugh at him. I hope yeah, that no, he balls no. out. I hope he balls out, and I hope he gets his You know his what, man? If, if I may, one quick thing here. Schroeder didn't play college ball in the States, did he? Like, I think he just came from Germany. No, nah, he came over straight from Germany. Right. So there's, there's definitely something to be learned here about contracts and how that stuff kind of kind of translates over. Because I'm pretty sure, or I like to hope. Because I'm with you. I don't want to laugh at the brother. Like, I'm not even trying to make light of the situation. I kind of feel like he might be in a situation where he really didn't understand or it may not have been explained to him very well what all of this stuff might have, might have, might have, how it might have impacted. So he didn't know the difference between 84 and 5. Yeah, he did. Whatever. Oh, he knew the difference. (laughs) The man, look, he decided to bet on himself and he lost. Jacqueline said she was going to dump him. That's all there's to it. Jacqueline said, I'm dumping him. He don't understand 84 and 5 million. He got to go. It'd be different if it was like if he went from 200 million to 120, but to go from 84 to five. Woo! Stop saying it. It hurts me. And it's not even me. <laughs> that hurts. Shit. I'd be out there sad skateboarding too. What am like, supposed just to give me the just take the deal and then ask for a trade. God yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's flip it up for the people real quick, Rock. Uh, black people, what you want to be talking to white people about right now is dogs, specifically dogs in the Dominican Republic. Got a fantastic story coming out of the DR right now. Uh, a man was arrested for a COVID-19 curfew violation out of the Dominican Republic, and his dog showed up to bail him out. Wait, prove it. 
that dogs are truly man's best friend. Swear to God, look it up. What kind of dog is this? Off the grip, I need to know what kind of dog this is so I can get one. I I don't know. They didn't. They never said. It just wasn't a no Haitian Doberman. It wasn't no rot. It definitely ain't wasn't no, Rottweiler. Rottweiler ain't bailing you out. Rottweiler. But his dog, what to you. his dog right? showed up. <laughs> really? <laughs> dog showed up. Followed him straight to the jail. The dude was standing in there with the cops in handcuffs. Dog came in, started begging like he was begging oh. for treats to get his owner back. And I got a quote here from the police colonel, Jose Francisco De La Cruz Mercedes. <laughs> you know why I'm going to let him go? Because anyone can come here, and that dog came and told me that man was his, and that's why I'm going to let him go. It's a beautiful story. Treat your dogs right, and they might bail you out. Sometimes your homies might not answer the phone. Your homies might not have the money. Your dog can come down there and negotiate with the fucking best of them. You truly have not trained your dog correctly if it is not ready to bail you out at a moment's notice. What is the way for you living? That your dog has to be on speed dial. Maybe you need to change up your life. There's signs that you're just not living right. The podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. You can find it wherever you download podcasts. Rod, as always, until you leave Earth, it is a pleasure. Good, sir. Bless up. Bye, Rod. Bless up. I can't believe you go to Mars. Scam of the Week. Uh, she is one of the co-hosts of the Let's Talk About It series on YouTube. Please go and check it out. Faven, the Chazelle. Hey. Pride of Eritrea. <laughs> I'm not going to try and spell that because I, I can't. I'm going to be honest with you on that one, but I do know how to pronounce it, so have partial credit for me on that. Now, you are, you've quit every job you've ever had. Correct. Okay. Has anybody ever been stealing some shit on any of these jobs, yourself included? Yeah. So one of my many jobs that I've had throughout my life was Cold Stone Creamery, the ice cream shop. Ooh, what an annoying oh, place. Yeah, what a is. fucking annoying what? place. Delicious. Yeah. I was say, oh my goodness, right up there with Joe's Crab Shack. Just two places where the employees do not shut the fuck up. You eat at Joe's Crab Shack. You like Joe's Crab Shack. The food is delicious. It's delicious, but the employees are always yelling and hollering and fucking dancing and shit. Especially Joe's Crab Shack. You know why? Joe's Crab Shack, hands down, best stuffed mushroom on planet Earth. On planet Earth, the best stuffed mushroom. But you can't get it because your fucking server is over there singing to some motherfucker. Go get my fucking stuffed mushrooms, Philip. Why are you over there? <laughs> it's always some dog and pony shit. I'm sorry to cut y'all favorite. I just, I I really have an issue with restaurants where it's all this talking and shit. And it's COVID. Fucking hush. Yeah. You're spraying COVID in the fucking air. And people would like, fuck with Cold Stone people. Put, clink a coin in the tip jar. Then y'all have to sing some goofy fucking jingle. You know what I'm going to do when I get some real money, JG? And I've yes. already thought about this, and my girlfriend can vouch for this. When I get real money, I'm going to rent out a Joe's Crab Shack, the entire Crab Shack, and I'm going to enjoy stuffed mushrooms in fucking peace and quiet. <laughs> no music, no fucking stupid announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, attention to Joe's Crab Shack. We have a birthday on the chair. Shut the fuck up, you motherfucker. I just rent it. <laughs> 
this entire fucking restaurant for an evening. <laughs> and that's when you're going to know that I'm rich. I'm so sorry for cutting y'all favor, but just that place brings something out of me. Yeah. And I was there like when they first opened really years ago. So there were lines around the like all around the block and we had to memorize all these songs. It was, it was pretty intense, but it was good tips because of that. But anyway, the plaza that we were in was also uh, where there was a Dunkin' Donuts. So a lot of the employees at our Cold Stone would make all types of pints when the manager's not looking and we would do this trade-off. So it was like, yo, what do you want from Dunkin' Donuts? You want donuts? You want coffee? You want like whatever? It, like, and so we always were trading almost every single shift, and like no one knew, but it was like a lot of product, um, and it was smart because sometimes you need coffee, especially when you're about to close. I never, I never facilitated the stealing, but I participated in the product. This sounds like something like stoners, like the stoners at 7-Eleven got with the stoners at Cold Stone one day over a joint and was like, yo, you know, it'd be cool, right? What if we like traded product, B? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all that happened behind the scenes. I don't know. What people don't really realize that is that all these places, food and, and retail, et cetera, we're all pretty young. Like I was very young at the time. I'm like, do you trust like a 19 year old to close the store? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so we make all types of coming of age decisions that might not be that smart. And yeah, our ice cream ring was one of them. Well, the series is the Let's Talk About It series. Let's Talk About It, youtube.com slash Let's Talk About It series. Favor, we'll link to all your socials on the Job Fair social. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank I you. love you. It's nice to meet you. You too. We can meet y'all offline. Y'all can talk all your 4C. 5H hair or whatever the hell it is. This is serious business. That's the show. Thank you for everybody who called in today. Uh, Roy's Job Fair is a product of iHeartMedia, Comedy Central, South Park Princeton Productions, and apparently Sally's Beauty Supply Hello. as well. <laughs> so what are the different types of hair? What? So what are this? Does 4C mean more kinky, more nappy, less nappy? Like what type of hair do I have? This is a nappy-headed black dude. Oh, I don't, I don't know the first. particulars. I don't know the particulars. I just know when you get into the C, that means the pattern is more curly, kinky, Earlier. as you want to call it. Ralph, let me yeah. find out that you got a father doing daughter hair YouTube channel. I'm going to hook you up with Matthew Cherry, who did hey, Hair Love. Who did the Hair Love movie? All. Yeah, no, I watched that movie because I was him. And I fully am. Like, there's no other way to commiserate quicker with fathers of daughters than to talk about how bad it is to do hair. Like, cause you, it, cause we don't have it. Like my hair is matched. Girls, I'm, girls break you. Is what I'm trying to say, boy. You have daughters. One day she will break you. <laughs> as mine broke me. Daughters break. You. That's what they do. Daughters just literally break you in half. Like you can't. School starts soon. Oh, Hang on. Wait. Hang can't on. Wait. School will start soon. I'm gonna tell you this, bro. I'm gonna tell you this. My daughter, I, I did my daughter's hair so badly that she is actually pursuing cosmetology. I don't know if you should be proud of that or ashamed. No. I feel like I laid down a foundation, Roy. I feel like hey, I laid down a foundation. Jacqueline, we got to have Ralph's daughter on next week yes. to talk about her pivot. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, that's she can show. talk to you about hair. She can talk to you about hair. She's good. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I ain't got no hair. Yeah, My hair yeah. gonna be gone in about four more years. But I cut mine so she could see what's happening to me. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Shout out to Strong Baseball Cap Game. Oh, yes. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.